This podcast comes as a request from hundreds and hundreds of women on Instagram and my DMs. So here it is just for you guys. I'm, I'm listening. Um, and the question seems to be, what are the best types of questions to ask a guy to figure out if he is the right person for you? He's going to fit your personality type. Um, he's marriage material. He's who he says he is. I mean, how do we really tell these things? What are the things that we should be asking? We can't ask a million things. Guys don't like to answer tons of questions. So when we do pick them, they've got to be good. They got to do the right thing. They got to get us to where we want to go in understanding if he's for us. So that's what this podcast is all about. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast where you're covering all things that Muslims deal with in modern day life, whether it is organization, life balance, relationships, um, everything under the sun, parenting, finding a spouse, we've got you covered. And what we do here, if you're new to us, is we kind of give you some very practical how-to tips. We consider ourselves more or less the bridge between what you kind of want to do and how to actually do it, if that makes sense. I know we get inspired by tons of YouTube videos and Instagram, you know, reels and things, but how do we actually get that connection with Allah, do that thing in my life? You know, this is what we do. We give you the steps, we give you the resources, we make them um, from scratch because I'm a licensed educator, mom of five, done this 25 years now. So let's do another episode on something you guys are very curious about. And what I will say is, who is this episode for? Because sometimes people, they ask me, and I actually had a DM this morning. Someone's like, oh, you know, I don't think this is for me because I'm divorced. So here's the thing. When I talk about um, finding your life partner, that is always for everyone that could potentially have to do that for themselves or someone else they love. So for example, if you were previously married and then now you're divorced and you might wanna look again, you're not sure if you wanna look again, this is definitely important for you because you have to, it's more preventative. We empower women, we educate women on how to do things and to feel confident and and, and that they could do it on their own. Um, not, not when I say on their own, not without a woolly, but what I'm trying to say is um, at the end of the day that you have the information, you're not depending on everyone else with your handout to tell you how things go because what we know is 90% of the time people don't know the Islamic way. It's really, really kind of an epidemic. So if you're divorced, this is for you. If you're a mom who has um, children that are going to have to get married, you have to know how to do it right. This is for you. Maybe it didn't go well with you. Well, what are we doing to to do it better? And if you're going to be married for the first time, this is for you. So it's for so many people. Now, I'm going to give an overview of about 20 minutes-ish, you know, -ish, that's how the podcasts go, of advice on powerful questions, but we're going to cover about six hours of information, maybe more, inside of the workshop. So the link is still there below if you want that. That is like the extended version, but I'm going to do like an abridged version on the podcast because that's kind of all that the podcast allows me to do. But if you want in-depth information in this and um, the master list of all the questions I have, make sure you're in the uh, interview workshop because that's where I give them out. And again, the link's below or you could just DM me on Instagram. All right, so let's go right into it. All right, so something that's really, really important, I don't think enough of us understand, and again, I'll go into this deeper, like I said there, but um, it's not just the questions we ask, it's the types of questions, it's the order in which we ask them. And, and I will emphasize here again that a lot of women 
have a problem right now that they're expressing to me. So if this is you, you're not the only one that guys would just want to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but they don't want to actually commit to anything. Now it's funny because I told you I had put up a reel with Yasmin Majahed where she had said, you know, there's a, there's an epidemic right now with chit chatting. And that's really, really true. And that's, that's what I'm referring to. And a lot of other, um, even Mashiach, they see this problem where People are getting on apps. People are meeting in cafes. By the way, that's something I, I find it a little bit concerning. I'm finding some YouTubers, and I want you guys to be super careful with who you follow with marriage and dating advice. Really, really, please. Um, there's some YouTubers, I'm not going to say their names, and they're out there like, so I've been getting a lot of questions on how I meet guys, and let me tell you how I do it. I meet in a cafe, um, we chat, if I feel it's like this, I'll give him a text, I'll text him back. Like, there is no Islamic basis in anything they're saying. Mind you, you're getting an advice from somebody that you don't know their relationship background. You don't know their relationship with Allah, but I can tell you some of these things I'm hearing on the YouTube are like, no Islamic basis. Please do not just follow random people that you like for fashion or beauty and take their dating advice as well. Because first of all, we don't even date. So if they're telling you in any shape or form to meet a guy privately, I don't care if it's in a public setting. As a female, that's not even permissible. And then on top of that, if they're telling you how to exchange information in phones and things, like again, like where is the Islamic basis in anything they're saying? If that's the case, I could just go follow what a non-Muslim saying because it's not Islamically aligned. So just word of caution, be really, really careful. And that's why we're here in the podcast, to make sure that you know you actually know what's allowed. And that's why we have the workshop. So those resources are there. Please use them. So inside of the um, the workshop, I'll cover different types of questions. I'm going to go over them now. So the first one is there are the most important category of questions that you have to ask, which are the non-negotiables. And you've heard me throw this word out a lot. I don't know whether or not you've heard the previous podcast. Actually, one of the podcasts... I kind of went into a bit of how to do it, but what I want you to know is when you do the non-negotiables, they have to get done first. A lot of people make this mistake of not covering those. They do a lot of like like the small talk. Let's just get to know them before I hit them with the hard questions. And let me tell you why that is why everyone gets themselves in trouble. Because you're not meeting someone who's to be your friend. You're not meeting someone who is... Um, going to be, you know, a possible like hangout partner. I want people to understand. I know it doesn't sound as fun when I say it this way, but believe me, the payoff in the end in the marriage is immense. I did it this way. I'm very happily married. My kids and all the other women in our school, we teach them because this is the Quran and Sunnah. This is the way Allah said to do it. It's not my personal opinion, which is why I'm saying don't follow random YouTubers and Instagrammers, okay? So here's the thing. What is what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? He says that you're gonna talk only what you need to talk, okay? We're not gonna, we're not like, you know, figuring them out, da, 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 da. like that's a bunch of Hollywood nonsense. And that's why so many women have so many guys talking to them forever and never committing to them. And that's why so many guys are talking to not just them, but a million other girls. And, and, and you're there dreaming and laying in your bed at night thinking that one guy, maybe you're getting to know. But he's talking to a million other girls online. So FYI, you're putting yourself out there. You're, you're making it too dangerous for yourself. Don't do that. We go to non-negotiables first. Why? Because why waste our time? It's all about finding if he's for you. The last thing you want to do is get emotionally hooked. Is that not everyone's biggest control problem, right? I can't control my feelings because I'm thinking this about him and I'm feeling this and I don't know. And I'm getting that those DMs a lot. So if you want to avoid the emotional like, 
oh my gosh, I can't get over stuff, then you have to not get into the emotional piece first. Don't do the cute stuff. Don't do like the, oh my gosh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Like don't do any of that, okay? Let's just keep it real. I want you to, and this is what I say, I know it's not as exciting to hear it like this. It's more like a business meeting. I know, that's like so not romantic. I get it. No, I know. I'm, I'm not saying you gotta put your business suit on and bring your best purse and briefcase. That's not what I'm saying. So let me just clarify. What I'm trying to say is, it is a contractual agreement. When you go to buy a house or you go to buy a car, or you get you know up in there and you know you've made it one day. You know whatever you want to call it, um, you got to sit down. And those people are not your friends. Those people are people that you have to see if you could do a deal with. And I'm going to be honest, marriage is the, the marriage contract is kind of like a deal. Now at the end of the day. Um, people, a lot of times they break promises, right? They don't follow through. They said they were going to do one thing and another. I had one sister, she called me up and was like, Hey, you know, um, we didn't really get into where I was going to live. And in the end, after my father passed away, he's like, yeah, not keeping any of those promises. We're going to live wherever I want. This is where my job is. And I haven't seen my family for five years and she's crying. And I'm like, yeah, but sis, you guys clearly just told me you didn't cover that in the contract. You weren't talking about that in the interview. So this is what I mean. We're avoiding problems, okay? So in the beginning, we're gonna ask the non-negotiables first. Inside the workshop, I'm going into how to make non-negotiables. I'm literally writing them with women. So um, the replay will be um, up for that and you could probably go watch it because we have some replays in there. If the time doesn't work for you exactly, that's fine, you can catch it. But I go step-by-step -step with visuals and I help to write the non-negotiables. But Asking those questions first is critical because you don't want to sit there and waste your time with some guy and talk to him for a month, two months, three months, four months, and then he's dragging you on or you don't really know what's happening or you're not really quite sure if he's for you because you've gotten so many small questions. We call them thin questions. You're asking the thin questions, so many of them, that we're never getting to the other stuff. And a lot of women, they tell me, well, the reason I do that is because I don't want him to think I'm weird or I don't want him to think I'm asking too tough of stuff. So I just want to get to know him first. And that, that and, and a lot of times their girlfriends tell them that. I have a lot of girls say, oh, my girlfriend told me don't ask that first, ask this instead, blah, blah, blah. So guys, this is, again, we're not taking advice from unmarried people who, who haven't been through marriage. I'm not saying that they don't have any good advice. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that can't be the main basis of where you're taking your info from, ladies. Please be really careful. Single ladies, YouTube, Instagram, these are not sources of knowledge. These are just people that you can watch, but to take solid things that you're going to like marry that person for life, you have to have legit sources. Be really, really careful. So again, this is the type of question. Now, just in case you haven't heard me say that word before, what is a non-negotiable? Those are your must-haves. So let me give you an example. Um, he must live, he must want to live and work in the UK. He, um, he mustn't, um, you know, I mean, there's the obvious pray and pray and don't smoke and don't drink. I mean, to me, these are like no brainers. We shouldn't even like, these are just like, uh, like, like you don't even get to qualify if you don't make those. Like those are not even my non-negotiables. Non-negotiables are more specific to you. Like if you lived in somewhere, like you live in Sheffield and you want to stay in Sheffield and that's where your whole family is. And, and that's really important to you. Um, then that's where you need to let him know right there because I see that happen, right? Or if you're just like, I want to work. I just, I want to be able to work even after I have kids. Um, I want to be able to travel sometimes for work. Just clarifying it straight up, like a guy that can understand you and whatever it is, that is non-negotiable. What you definitely like cannot live without, it would not sit well with you. You, you could not not have it or you must 
have it, the must haves and the must not haves. Does that make it make sense? Okay. So that's the first thing. And, um, so we help you break these down and, you know, for the sake of understanding today, I, I, I'm just going to give you that much because we don't have that much time. But if you want more information, reach out to me. Okay. The other one, I have my little notes here. It's really important. I'm going to say in regards to the non-negotiables before I jump off it, because I'm going to go into the other type, which are the thick and thin questions is that ladies, I want you to feel confident about your expectations. I don't want you to waver in them whatsoever. If you do not want that, you say that. You don't worry about hurting his feelings because he's not even your husband. He's no one to you right now. He's just a guy. And you're allowed to say what you want or don't want to another person. That is your right. That is your human right. A lot of us sell ourselves shorts because we're just so kind. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. Oh, we're worried that he's so cute and then he won't like us if we say that. Like what? Do we want to marry a guy who in the end is going to make us miserable? I don't care how cute he is or how good he looks. If in the end, he doesn't agree with the same way that you want to raise kids or he doesn't agree with the way that you um, want to work or the want to live, what kind of life is that going to be for you. Um, his face is going to get older. It's going to change. And so is yours. To be fair, what's going to be left after the beauty has faded? A miserable relationship maybe, right? I have a sister and her name is Farah and she had a very, very similar experience. Okay. She got caught up in the emotion of it. And you know what happened? She called me up 19 years into marriage. She's like, I'm so bitter. I'm just so bitter. I'm like, what do you mean? And then she's like, well, you know, he just, he doesn't let me work now. The kids are gone. I have nothing to do. I'm in the house. I have a career. I have two degrees, blah, blah, blah. I could go out and work, but he is constantly blah, 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 giving me trouble with this and this and this. And now she's super bitter and upset about it, you know, but that's, that's why these things are not settled. And she's like, I just want a divorce. Can you imagine after 19 years, the kids, everything, because you didn't get what you originally set out to do. I said, well, why didn't you make that a point in the beginning? She's like, I, I was young and trying to be nice. Okay. So what I had suggested is that you're going to go into the non-negotiables first, right? So it doesn't mean like out the gate. You're not even going to say, Sam alaikum, what your name is, your age, or, you know, all those amazing things that you're going to do. It's not like you're not going to whatever. Or maybe that's, that's information that's exchanged before you guys actually meet. But the point is you're going to cut to the chase. Um, because that's really, really important because you're going to be able to weed out very fast. If this guy is for you, you're not going to waste time. You're not going to waste emotions and have to get emotionally sucked in. Do we see the wisdom? I'm setting my expectations. I am not wavering on them. Now, some people ask me, well, what if, if he hits some of your non-negotiables and not the other ones? That's not good. I'm going to be honest. You want him to hit almost all of them. You should not have a long list of non-negotiables. It should be like four or five, like have to, like I'm not even playing with these. And if he doesn't meet any of them, here's the thing. I would say maybe one at most you would go to because the reason they're non-negotiables is because they're non-negotiable. So if you start negotiating them, it kind of defeats the purpose. So what I say is that you have to make sure that those questions on those lists are solid. Again, we help people make them. You want to do them, come inside. That's what we're doing. But at the end of the day, like that's 
kind of the definition non-negotiable. So I just want to be honest, like you're not going to move too much with those. And if that doesn't work out, you're like, cool, you know what? I wish you the best. May Allah give you the best of spouses and, you know, you know, all this. And that's that. And usually I would cut it there with them. But at the end of the day, um, let's pretend they get past that. They get past the non-negotiables. Then we're going to go into the thick and thin questions. Now, I actually have a master list of about 95 questions. Um, <clears throat> we give it away in the school inside of the Muslim marriage lab course, but do you need 95 questions? Obviously not. But here's the cool thing about having 95 questions. You're going to look at the list and go, oh, I never thought of asking that. Yeah, I definitely need to ask them about this. You understand? Because you haven't, I don't want you to miss a question that would have been a make or break question for you. Now, a question that might be a make or break question for you might not to me. Because for example, let's say yours is, I definitely want to... Um, travel a lot, right? And maybe I'm the kind of person that really doesn't care for travel. And a lot of women struggle with that because their husbands don't let them go places or not because they didn't really establish expectations in the beginning. And so all of this can be established in the beginning. Once you've done it, you made it part of whatever agreement you have, you're good to go. But again, a lot of people are shy. A lot of people forget to ask those questions and they're like, oh, later I didn't. And he's like, too bad. Like, I'm not agreeing to that. And then you're there like fighting with him, fighting with your parents. And so this is all, again, prevention. So going into the non-negotiables, once you're done with those thick or thin questions, I have the 95 um, question list. Somebody's going to ask me how they get the list. I already just mentioned, so make sure it's clear. It's inside of our Muslim Marriage Lab course. But um, when everybody's inside of the um, interview workshop, I'm going to give them like a huge chunk of it because they're inside. So I give like, um, we have out of all the 95, since you're not going to ask 95 questions to a guy, that's just ridiculous. Um what you're going to do is, by the way, there there are some dating apps, and I'm not going to say the names, and they're good. They're they're pretty good, and they're Muslim, and they have a 100, and I think I heard them the other day say 158 questions that they give people. They said this is very important, and can I be honest? I kind of agree. Like, the more questions the way better. But knowing human beings and knowing how impatient they are. And then and then they were talking about how they get guys to answer 150 questions because they were like, guys don't want to answer those questions. Guys don't like a lot of questions. But they said they did it with some type of a point system and they let them like, you know, get higher. And like they, they had to like, they had to kind of coax the guys because the guys are not into questions. So just a heads up, ladies. That's why we go into the non-negotiables first because guys get exhausted by questions and then they start to be like uh. so get the good ones in and then you go into the other like just making sure it all works type of stuff that's what we did with my daughter we sat down and one of the first things we laid out were like things we were not going to compromise and you know what he did too that's why that's why I love this because like we saw right away he knew exactly what he wanted. Yes, at some point I'm going to travel to Medina. Yes, at some you know this is what my degree is. This is what's left. So I need you to understand this about my situation, and I'm able to compromise with you about that situation. He was very dead on clear about his non-negotiables. It was amazing, and that was another good sign. It's a good sign, ladies, when that guy knows exactly what he wants too, because he's not wishy-washy. He he wasn't trying to smooth talk anybody it was very very straightforward and so that's what you want in the end and those guys exist they do but you have to find them and and finding them is also something we help with if that's your issue dm me but at the end of the day we're moving into the thin and thick questions so you have your 95 list you're just going to pick from them the heavy ones the heavier ones 
and the the lighter ones that are not like the biggest deal if you didn't get to them or something like that. So that's what I mean by thin questions. Thin questions are the ones that are like, they're like, you know, like, like food he likes to eat. Like that's the stuff I find everybody vibing on first. Like, yeah, what kind of, not that I listen to music or promote music because I don't, but I know others Muslims who do, right? So they're like, oh, you know, what type of music do you listen to? What type of food do you like? Uh, where do you like to go? Like people are vibing on those questions to see if the guy is for them. And I'm like, those are the thinnest, most unnecessary questions you could ask to determine compatibility, but we're using them as like the yardstick. Like that's why we're making mistakes. Okay. So those are what I call thin questions. Those are enjoyable questions. Yes, you want compatibility. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying you get there once you've rooted out the main logistical things first. What people do is they get caught up in the thin questions all about like hangout type questions, like get to know a guy, like American dating scene type of thing or UK dating scene or the Western scene. And so in the end, it's like they they don't even, they, by that time they like the guy so much, they're like, oh, we're so compatible. Then they get to stuff like real big stuff, serious stuff, or they forget to act serious stuff because they're just too into him. Um, and that's when the mess happens. So um, the other set of questions that you're gonna ask are thicker, thin questions. And so that's really important. Women, I mean, just I'm going to end in saying I want women to be really, really careful because they're putting themselves out there and putting themselves in a bad position for no good reason. I was talking to a sister just the other day about that. She was telling me, I feel like this about myself. I do that and I got married, the wrong guy. And she's like explaining her whole situation and how she picked the wrong guy and how absolutely um, depressed she is. And I'm just like, when I go to talk to her about how she went about finding him. And here's the thing about biodata and Rishtas and all that stuff. I'm not against it. I'm just saying most of the biodata people are putting down is not Islamically sound. You know who has a really good one, who has a really good biodata? It was, I think it was Zaid Shaker Knight, Knight, say, oh my gosh, I'm going to say his name wrong. But the biodata was amazing. It was just like, must have memorized the Quran, must have like, it wasn't like, I'm light skinned, 5'3. Like, it was all like so, so often the biodata is very, very, um, if you know what I'm talking about, biodata, certain cultures, mostly usually Daisy, they use like biodata. Not everybody, but they do. And that's okay and everything, but usually a lot of times it's very much focused on looks and degrees and all that stuff, and that is so not aligned Islamically. So what I'm going to say, if you're going to do the biodata, at least do it Islamically aligned. And if you don't know what that is like or looks like, again, you can always DM me. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, I hear them just going about the process wrong and suffering unnecessarily. And, you know, those the chances of you getting divorced and then repeating that process, again, is probably going to happen because you haven't learned to do anything any differently differently. So to my divorced sisters out there, if you have already been divorced and now you're looking again and you haven't learned to do it any differently, you haven't learned the correct way, why would you not repeat the same mistakes? This is a human thing, you know? So at the end of the day, all of us, we have to kind of learn these things so that we can avoid problems. And that's really, really my plea to all women, which is like these unnecessary painful experiences, they just are just that unnecessary. And we could work together. And as a community, we should be supporting our women. And so I just want you to know that that's all I have for today. Like I said, I'm going to go a lot deeper into showing. Um, if you're already inside the workshop, I'm going to show you the breakdown of how to write the questions. Um, if you want, you can get feedback from me on your questions and all that good stuff. And on the third day of the workshop on the 19th, we're going to do a mock session between myself and a quote unquote guy. And I'll show you what it looks like. All right. I hope that was helpful. Those are the major questions just to review. 
We have non-negotiables. We have thick and thin questions. The order matters. And setting your expectations and not negotiating them on certain levels, on certain things, is really, really key. And not knowing is just going to keep you in need of other people who could or could not be swaying you into the right direction. And this is a pretty permanent life decision. And so make sure you have the information you need to make that decision. If you need me for anything else, um, message me on Instagram. I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.